Hey, hey, what do you say? Let's go and watch the average today. You that like was terrible and brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm astounded. So yeah, let's just jump into it. Welcome okay, to the average podcast, it. ladies and gentlemen. I'm Bryce. I'm Tim. And uh, we're happy to see you here today. Yeah, Tim. we're. by the time you're hearing this, this should be episode four. Oh, well, of our first gonna, season. Oh, we're giving away what episode this is going to yeah, be. I'm, oh, no. This should be episode four if everything goes according to plan. Wow. I like uh, how you just put hopefully... that sound there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. Tim, All right. How are you doing? So I'm doing great. <laughs> All right. We're going to uh... dive in. This movie, we probably have a lot to discuss in this movie. <sighs> Throwing shade left and right at studios. Oh, from Warner Brothers to Disney you know to uh, can can I can I take the summary for this one? You can take the I'm, summary. I'm gonna take the summary because there's backstory and I wanna I wanna try to get through this because you can get lost in this. You one. can take the summary yes. and then I will read our original post for the people okay, who yeah, are that's listening. Fair. So in case because you in case anyone's confused so far, uh, Tim wanted to go back and visit an old old friend of ours. Um, we decided From to go August twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Oh my gosh. Ugh so long ago so today if you haven't noticed already we're going to be talking about the justice league snyder cut uh a very divisive or just the only justice league movie okay you can throw shade (laughs) like that that's fine too i told you shade is going to be flying (laughs) yeah uh yeah this is going to be fun uh again forewarning uh there will be spoilers in this movie um because this has been out for a while, so if you haven't seen it yet, um, you can... Full spoilers. Yeah, full spoilers. We're not going to hold back in this one. It's been out for a while. Usually for newer movies, we will put a no-spoiler tag depending on um, what happens. Uh, I know for everything, everywhere all at once, we decided to spoil some stuff just because for the sake of storytelling and what was going on. This one, full spoilers, no regrets. Let's just go ahead and get into this because this will be this will be a tough one to get through. Why don't you break down this plot for us, Bryce? Okay. So we'll do it a little different because this one is not just about the plot. This has more to do with the story and the controversies around it and how it came to be. So, what happens when there are too many cooks in the kitchen? <sighs> I'm already getting sad thinking about this. So basic outline of this movie. Zack Snyder is brought in by WB to create a new universe that rivals the Marvel Universe. Our boy here comes out with a banger in Man of Steel. I know, controversial opinion. Then he comes out. Okay, with- hold on. I gotta. I gotta get in here <laughs> you on can't that. Can't even let me. It's okay. No, because no, Man right. of Steel was Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan was a major producer. Movies. Yes, I get so lost in because great. his success from Dark Knight. He had a major hand in that movie, and I don't right. know how much in actual. He was a producer, which means he was behind some of it. Yeah, he helped with it. He definitely he helped with it. it. Yeah. So anyway. But he was not interested in creating the yes, universe. exactly. So he comes out with Man of Steel, comes out with lukewarm reviews, a lot of divisiveness around the movie. The best um, Superman movie ever. I completely agree with Actually, you. Actually, I'm lying. It's the second best Superman movie ever. Uh, anyway, that brings us to WB panicking like the cowards that they are. Um, and next we have on the slate, his original plan, if I'm not mistaken, was to make a Man of Steel 2 and a solo Batman movie, which would then lead into the Batman versus Superman movie that we got next, which the studio rushed ahead because they were trying to get to the Justice League. So that movie comes out. The uh, movie studio absolutely butchers the theatrical cut. It was awful. Um, and to no one's surprise, the movie absolutely bombs. I hated it. Uh, I thought it was a terrible movie. Until years later, I caught up with Bryce and I said, no. You have to watch the extended cut. You yes. have to watch the director's and cut. And I pushed back for the longest time until I finally gave in, sat down, and it is... Oh, I'm not going to get into it too much. It is a phenomenal movie. It's one of my you favorite have, superhero movies. Yeah. Again, super divisive. I get it. But I feel like if you watch it, you, you, will, you will have a different opinion than you did from the theatrical cut. So... Before we get stuck on that phenomenal movie, in our opinion, uh, after that, uh, because it failed at the box office, uh, they did not release the ultimate cut in theaters. The the main theatrical cut cut of the movie was what kind of led to very uh, tense times at WB. So he's in the middle. Because they made the theatrical cut. They were trying to stick for like a two hour and 15 minute window, two hour, 30 minute window. A lot shorter and a lot of The director's cut is almost three hours long, I want to say. With a lot more details that yeah. definitely should have been in the movie. So anyway, he moves in to start a production on Justice League. 
uh tragically his daughter uh passes away from suicide and he steps away from the movie as any parent would it totally makes sense and having they, filmed almost 90 percent, yeah, the movie say. was very close to finish basically at that point and so wb looks to bring in josh whedon who made the original avengers which is what they were going for in the first place to finish up the movie and basically tear it apart and make it what wb wants it to be and what do we get with it is just a mess of a movie and we'll just kind of leave it at that before we because i know tim's gonna say some stuff and let's just keep it as it's just awful it's unwatchable yes so that comes out it bombs it's terrible wb just loses it um and so we head into a time where they start focusing more on solo movies wonder woman aquaman shazam both all of them three well with the exception of wonder woman 1984 oh that was that was yeah that was later on i enjoyed that movie it was not the first movie but i enjoyed it uh but like wonder woman is fantastic yeah Gets great reviews. Aquaman is one of my favorite DC movies it because was... it is a 1970s comic book brought to the big screen. It is Cheese Factor cranked up to 3,000 and wholly embracing it. What Tim tries to say is that it was our highest grossing movie at the time. So it brought in tons of my billion dollars. James Wan directed it. Phenomenal movie. The in first the, action the... scene is one cut. Like, there's no cut scenes. It's beautiful. Anyway. All those movies come out, they get some money out of that. It's great. So, there was something that started to rumble in the online hemisphere. Talks of a, another cut, the Snyder cut of Justice League, starts to pick up steam. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because we all know what happens next. Hashtags, uh, I don't want to say boycotts because it's not really a boycott, but other, they were just saying, like, hey, let's get the Snyder cut out here. Snyder, Snyder even gets on Twitter. He starts saying, like, yeah, there's some Snyder stuff. He releases it's done, some scripts, it's finished. He releases some pictures. Like, it's everything. And I then even, I think it was Ray Fisher who was yeah, next on board because Ray Fisher was very vocal about not yeah. being happy. I'm already taking too long on this. But anyway, all the actors come out on top of that. They're like, release the snark cut, release the snark cut. And to everyone's surprise. Ben Affleck, who is noticeably silent on Instagram at all other times, yes. joined. All that to say, snark cut comes out. It's going to come out. It's amazing. And we get the snark cut. It gets released to HBO Max as a four-hour epic movie. And I say that in the sense that it's literally a four-hour epic. Um, that is all you can describe it as, whether you think it's good or not. And that's kind of where we come today, where the reviews on this movie are still terribly mixed. And I'm sure we will yeah. get into that in our own scoring, because I believe I know why those reviews are terribly mixed. A, Disney owns half of the movie reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. just Trace who owns their magazine. But when it um, first came out, Everyone was enjoying it. It got solid like sevens and eights. It was a well-respected movie. It's still above reviewers. I think Metacritic or like it's ranked one of the highest DC movies ever. Yes. So we spent a lot of time on that. That was just, there was a lot of background to this movie. We're going to try to get through this because it is a four hour movie, but we're going to try to keep this as concise as possible because we could spend all day talking about this and we're not going to do that and subject you very much to that. So, Let's just go ahead, jump right into it. Tim, why don't you kick us off? Okay, story and plot. Yes. All right, the story being a comic book movie, I gave it a five out of five. And not just for the basic storyline of, oh, being from outer space comes and heroes have to unite to protect us. That's nothing new. Okay, that on its own, maybe three and a half, four. All right, but the story here was so clearly thought out in prior movies that it goes above and beyond. So I had to give it a 5 out of 5. For the little moments, the Snyder Cut takes Cyborg and Flash, who were almost entirely cut from the theatrical release. It's a shame. Yes. Shame on WB. And the way they intertwine... Uh, on rewatch with this movie, you realize that there is no way this movie set up a victory without any one of these characters. And the way you can do that with a speedster, a literal cyborg, a superhuman, a man with too much money, <laughs> and a goddess, and then a basically descendant of ancient beings in uh, yeah, Aquaman, like, to make every one of them seem pivotal to the ending through your little scenes throughout the movie 
is an incredible story element from the story elements from cyborg being injured to using the alien technology to heal him. And that's how he connects to the end or the flash basically being a nobody and his dad believing he's a nobody and encouraging him. Like you need to do something with your life to at the end of this movie, having realized that he did something with his life. Like there's so much in this story that if you are not paying attention, you're going to miss it. And like those little story elements to me are what elevated above an alien threatening the human race. Like there's a lot of depth in here. And then, yeah. And then uh <laughs> we just heard we just heard a bump or something and I we were just looking around like where did that even come like, from? Like I swear I heard a footstep above me, but this is a one story house. <laughs> I, don't, one story, I don't even know where that came from. Anyway. Uh it's not even Christmas. Um I feel like I feel that sounds right. Well, and that also leads back to like the subtitle to Batman vs. Superman was do you remember? Are we talking about the Dawn, Dawn of Justice? Dawn of Justice. Oh, okay, yeah. Because there are plot threads laid <clears throat> down in that movie, especially the director's cut of that movie, Yes, that are picked up in this movie. And that's part of the problem people had with that movie to begin with, was that, like, this makes no sense. Well, maybe if you had the patience to wait two years and watch the Justice League movie oh, don't put since that on Dawn of Justice... Don't okay, it's not on the viewers. On the, the I was one of those viewers. Okay. Don't do that. But it was clearly Dawn of Justice implied that this was at least a prequel, if not part one, of a Justice League trilogy. So, like, there are story threads laid in Batman vs. Superman that are picked up on this movie and brought to fruition. And this story is, honestly, I think it's super well thought out. Okay. Yeah. If you want plot holes, throw them at me. Because... I want to know what your plot hole for this movie is. So hostile, jeez. I'm, I'm not trying to be hostile. I'm being genuine because no, I know. It's... Like I am a DC fan. I think the characters are better than Marvel, even though. Oh yeah, it's not even close in my opinion. Even though Marvel has traditionally had better films, that you can't argue that Marvel lately has. Uh, I would go. I would go as far to say that. DC has had better films long term than Marvel because Marvel hasn't really picked up steam. Like Spider Man was the first. I mean, Blade. You could say by Blade, Sony, but Blade. yeah, there but are there are some really sketchy characters, Marvel but they were made by not Marvel Studios. Yes, yes, which you could argue that some of the non-Marvel movies uh, are way better than some of the Marvel movies that we've gotten. Which I, we could, well, maybe that's another discussion for another time. Specifically, but, Spider-Man, but yes, otherwise. exactly. So I gave mine a four out of five for the story. Um, I agree with him for the most part. The only reason I really dock it um, was. <sighs> Mostly just because, let's just kind of face facts. It's a four-hour movie. This is not for everyone. It's, unless you're unless you're a superhero fan and you love like these characters and like you're invested in the Snyder verse as a whole, I don't feel like this movie is absolutely for everyone. Like I was able to get my wife to watch it. Um, all these movies like Man of Steel, Batman for Superman, we, and Justice League. Didn't we watch it with our wives together? After we watched it yeah, together, neither one opening, of them enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, when when we when it came out first, we watched it uh, the day it came out. But then afterwards, like we were able to convince our wives to try it out, and and for the most part, like they enjoyed some part. My my wife at least enjoyed some parts of it, but Bailey hated it. Again, I will point back to this is a four hour movie. And you can definitely tell that one half of a movie is absolutely for just character and setting the stage. The second half is the cause and effect of this story and whatnot. Um, It's not perfect. I don't think it was meant to be perfect. I'm not. Snyder is not a perfect director at at the end of the day. And I'm okay admitting that um, as much as I love his movies, I think he has flaws when it comes to storytelling at time. But. I will point to this throughout the entire episode, probably the fact that he could take a four hour movie like this and the fact that the story just kind of it's cohesive. Like you say, it's cohesive. There are a lot of plot holes in this movie. There's a couple times where you question like, oh, that doesn't really make a lot of sense and why and that happens the way it does. But those moments to me are like, you can look past them. They fall under like the realm of it's a comic book movie. Yeah, and that and I'll you point know? back. To, we'll point back to that probably the entire yeah. episode too. It's like it's a comic book movie. Like you can suspend. I can suspend belief 
But the fact that it's a four-hour comic book movie, something I've, I, I don't think we were ever going to see ever. It's one of a kind. Like, it's one of a kind. And I think the fact that it's a four-hour movie that handles itself the way it does story-wise, I don't, there's really not a, you don't really miss a lot of beats here. It, it kind of just flies by and, it's, uh, and it makes sense. It's, it's four hours, but honestly, if you are paying attention... And truly, you should have done your homework. You need to at least have seen Man of Steel. Yeah, Batman you're going to have Superman. to watch all these movies to understand the full yes. story. And if get you get that, context. you are not... I was not bored one moment on my first view. Yeah, me neither. Not, I've, I've never been bored watching this movie. No. And, that's, and I think that says a lot to the story and how it moves things along at a pace that is reasonable for four hours. And makes sense. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, moving on to the next one. Characters. I gave mine a four out of five. So, I gave mine a five out of five. All right. I'll start us off. Yep. Um, I really struggled with this one because I was leaning to a three out of five with this one. Um, we watched different movies. We did not watch different movies. We just have different opinions. Anyway, I was leaning. I'm rolling my eyes so hard. Right <laughs> yeah, I I was leaning towards three out of five at first, but I I was saying that I was just that was this was the one I struggled with, and. I don't really know. I, I I had trouble like pinning exactly why I moved it to a four out of five because I don't, I think it's totally reasonable to say this is it's fair to say this is three out of five, um, but the reason I moved it to a four out of five was mostly just because I I like these characters a lot. Like they all are they all ex- act exactly how they should act as who these personalities are. How Snyder created them and wrote them, not him specifically, but like the writers, like. They fall exactly in line with how they should be as characters. Well, and that is an important point. The way they were written for this story. Yes. Because they do differ from their comic book origins in many cases. Oh, yeah. But they fit this story that is being told. Yeah, they are. They do exactly what you think they would do as those characters. I think they're absolutely likable they all have their quirky little personalities that stick out and like set them apart from each other. And again, probably get into another start stuff, but watching them interact with each other feels natural. It feels like this is the Justice League. Like, until we get another one at some point, which Lord knows we probably will, this is the Justice League and it feels like it. And I will and I would be content with this being the Justice League that I got to see. I'm fine with it. The characters were great. Again, I could totally see it being a three because if you're you could make the argument that it is a three, but if you take the context for the full story and knowing these characters from Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman and how they all come together knowing their arcs. It's it's hard to not give it a four. I just love them. Anyway, five out of five for you. Go. <laughs> yeah, pretty similar five, except I have to give it a five for some of the character arc that was cut from the theatrical version, but not... Of Batman versus Superman? No, of Justice League. Oh, you're talking but about like Josh Whedon. Cyborg. Oh, dude, yeah. Cyborg and the Flash have tremendous yes they were butchered from the theatrical cut the flash is an absolute joke in the theatrical cut compared to this movie and i mean like his jokes just get old after a while what's that rush doshiaski it's awful shut up don't even bring that up okay but like the story arc, with the exception of Diana, she's really the only one who doesn't have. She's sadly, for those of you who don't know, the weakest one. Diana is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, Diana, she's set up in Batman vs Superman kind of as a reluctant hero, and kind of wedged in there a little bit. Yeah, a little wedged in there. There are that movie is definitely flawed. Totally, but it lays the foundation for what right. happens. And then in this movie, like she's established, they know who she is. Yeah. And the bigger threat is on its way. And the first people attacked in this movie are Diana's people. Yeah. And that's really what like hooks her in. They send a message to Diana. Yeah. Diana knows this is serious. She's kind of really one note the whole time. Her people mm-hmm. have been attacked. She's in. But where this gets the five out of five for me is Flash, who's like just a nobody. He's just chilling. His dad's in prison. He's trying to get his criminal justice degree. Uh, he has such an awesome story. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like, really attached to Bruce, his story when Bruce I comes this. to him. The whole um, what are you thinking of? What's the actor's name? What's the actor's name? Oh, yeah. 
We don't speak of him. Yeah, like disgusting let's, human. Let's <laughs> let's put Ezra the, Miller. Let's put Ezra Miller to the side yes, for this. Put because, aside the questionable acts this man has. Yeah, he's he's not the, doing great. But uh, let's talk. Let's blame it on Warner Brothers. Um, right. Let's just we're talking about the character of the Flash, and he's really just a nobody. And Bruce picks up that like he's got this ability, and brings him in on the team. And he's like, yeah, I need friends. He's got nobody. And there's a scene early on where he's talking to his dad and his dad's like, do something with your life. I don't care what anyone says. That dad had an amazing performance for the few scenes he was in. Yes. He, well, it's emotional every time I watch those scenes. And for everything else, there's MasterCard. That's the guy. Uh, (laughs) He's. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, that's that's the same guy. But also, uh, his dad's like begging him to do something with his life. Quit waiting quit sitting around yep, exactly do something and by the end of this movie like without flash i well i already said without any of these characters this is not a su- successful film yeah and so i'm sure we'll get into the flash we'll get into way more the flash at the end of this movie has one of the most powerful scenes of any superhero film i have ever seen and before we move on just real quick i don't we don't have to go too much into it i don't think we need to steppenwolf Way better than the Josh Whedon. Not even I, like he's. A, that's the other character I was going to point out. Even though he is a very basic white bread villain, he is like threatening every. But time he's, he's not a basic white bread villain. I'll I'll counter that when you're done. Okay, fair enough. But I'm just I don't want to spend too much time on it because I I think it's easy to say like yeah he's way better. But every time he's on screen, he is a threat. He absolutely outpowers every single person he that he's going up against destroys those amazons oh my gosh the opening that opening gives me goosebumps still it's just like it, that man is tearing it is when he's throwing horses around yes he grabs like four horses by the ropes oh and just gosh. throws them over his shoulder like his arm like i don't want again i don't want to get too deep into it like he's just amazing i love him. i love watching him do do what he does okay but i also want to bring him up in character he was one of the ones that i wanted to talk about because in the other movie, he was like a cartoon character Mother. of this. It was Mother. awful. Oh my gosh. It, it was, was so awful. Bad. In this, he immediately steps in with the Amazons. The Amazons have this amazing, like, is it cheesy? Yes. Are we watching a comic book movie? Also, yes. <laughs> but they have this moment where he says something about smelling Amazon fear or whatever. Oh, wait. Save that for a script because I was going to bring that up too. We'll get to the script. And because talk it's about cheesy? That. No, wait for the script. Oh. We'll get to the script. Okay, but but what I'm talking about is like the Amazons have this amazing moment where they swarm him. All right. And he's like barely held back at all. Mm-hmm. Just destroying them. We already talked about like this same scene. He flips like four horses over his shoulder in one so time. Good. It's intimidating AF. It's right. It's incredible. But then there are other scenes where he's talking to Darkseid yeah. later. And he's on his knees because he has messed up previously. He's on Darkseid's bad side. And he finally has this moment to earn Darkseid's favor. And you see tears in his eyes. Or maybe not tears, but just you see in his eyes. Like, like big puppy dog. Like, yeah. Like it's, oh. more, it's more than he deserves. And I'm glad that it was put in there because it makes his character just a little more memorable the depth of this villain is who is the villain in that one marvel movie because other than thanos i can't remember any of their names all right anyway uh anyways all that to say steppenwolf was amazing steppenwolf is one of the reasons why this gets a five out of five for me because very rarely have villains been both terrifying and relatable yeah so anyway moving on we have music and sound next uh, mine was a four out of five. I'll keep mine short and simple here because it comes down to one thing and it's not even it's not even like an awful thing. Uh, I, and it's nothing against the uh, Junkie XL who composed this. I can't remember who the other guy was, but Junkie XL was the main guy here. So in, it was all Junkie XL. It was all Junkie XL. Okay, yes. maybe it was. Yeah, I, I totally I did. Because Danny Elfman was brought in to replace him on yes, the theatrical he was brought cut. In for, so yeah, Danny Elfman and did the original And he pandered to the, the studio. Yeah. And I Listen, I people have I I'm not even gonna get into it. No, I, I enjoy some it. Danny Elfman. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Original Batman scores. I'm here for it. Anyway, that that was the only nod from that movie that I enjoyed. Okay, that's fair. So anyway, 
Uh, Junkie XO was the main composer on here. Uh, Hans Zimmer did not come back for this one. No. I'm sure there was some scheduling uh, conflicts, I think, was the main reason. After Man of Steel, he said he was pretty much done. Okay. So that, maybe it was that. Films. I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah, it was Superhero so anyway. Films. Because critically, the Man of Steel soundtrack was like rejected i hate that it did it's not better. do well it's fantastic it's beautiful in hindsight i think it's considered one of the best superhero soundtracks and it is the it is superman's theme yes. i will die on that yep. hill it's better than the original there you go come at me with your pitchforks anyway it's a four out of five mainly because i miss hans zimmer he's my favorite composer he's of amazing. all time i'm not even a huge comp like i'm not even huge into like composers and like their but music. you know when it's a Hans zimmer i have Hans zimmer music on my playlist that i will just throw on because i love it yes like it is just and it's just pirates best. of the caribbean soundtracks oh. are just mm. it's anyways beautiful. this isn't a podcast about Hans zimmer i know i'm sorry i'm getting wait like i said this can be easy to get off track i'm gonna try again concise uh, Junkie XL does a phenomenal job, uh, specifically towards the end. The end scores for the ending of this movie are beautiful and very, very well executed. But you can definitely tell throughout most of the movie leading up to that point, it's just it doesn't quite have the Hans Zimmer epicness until that end. Like, and Junkie XL does phenomenal work. He was on he was on Man of uh, Batman versus Superman yes. as well, and he does a phenomenal job with yep. Hans Zimmer there. For me, it's just I kind of miss the Hans Zimmer a little bit, but Junkie XL still has some absolutely memorable songs on this that I remember and still have on my playlist uh, towards the, some of the end songs that are really well done. Uh, sound design is phenomenal. It's really well executed. It's crunchy. Um, it's crunchy. Those, it's just, it's, it's you great. feel every, every, every hit, every blast, every explosion. And I just the love sound it. of the the uh, boom tubes to transport the is one of the, the boom, one of the just, coolest sounds. It's a really good sound. It's so, out there with transformers and sound effects. That's oh yeah, the totally. only good thing about the transformers yeah. movies. They sound amazing. So yeah, my main complaint that's the four out of five is just I miss Hans Zimmer, and it's really not a huge knock because Junkie XL did phenomenal. So four out of five. Yes, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Really, not too different in yeah, that. That's like, fair. So some of the cool parts about this, Junkie XL, I think he had six months to compose this. After, yeah, he didn't have a lot of time. Like he had it done. Joss Whedon came in and said, "That's garbage. I want Danny Elfman." Joss Whedon was basically hated on every aspect of this movie, uh, from what everybody has said. Um, so Junkie XL was kicked off. What he had been working on was done. Then later, when it was announced that HBO was going to release it, he got a call from Zach, and Zach was basically like, dude, do what you want and go as hard as you want. And I think he did. Because he talks about, like, the reason I have to go a little bit up on 4 and 5, he did recycle the Hans Zimmer themes, which is fine. Yeah, because they're great. Many composers have used other composers' themes. Star Wars, for example. Oh, yeah, totally. But um, the Superman themes are fantastic. He modifies the Wonder Woman theme a little bit. Oh, sorry. That was another reason it was 4 out of 5. I do not want to ever hear Wonder Woman's theme from Justice League ever again. Sorry. Which Justice? Zack Snyder's? Zack Snyder's, yeah. I do not want to hear that anymore. I'm sick of hearing that song. So I I appreciate what he did, whether I didn't like it necessarily or not. It was not. good for the first couple times they did it. Yeah, because it he different. definitely pulls on like historical chanting and singing. Yeah. Which was his influence with that. Time. I think it's cool. I think it's a nice nod. I don't yes. like how it sounds, but the he does keep the electric uh, violin and viola sound from the Man of Steel, which is just awesome. Wonder Woman theme. It does. Her it, theme is awesome. That is an awesome Wonder Woman theme. And in this movie, he hits all those themes. Like Wonder Woman has that electric violin. Uh, oh, that's a violin. Yeah, that's an electric violin. I was reading about it. Oh, interesting. He actually, so he composed it during COVID and outsourced all of his strings and stuff to a local place. Oh, cool. Uh, then Aquaman has like this guitar theme that's pretty good. Um, the only thing, like Batman doesn't really have a theme. Yeah, and that's okay. But I'm, the thing, it wasn't a huge the, deal. The thing that almost made his score perfect for me is Flash's music. We'll get into that. I don't even know we'll how to describe that. Flash's music reminds me of like if you were to take the sound of glass like tinkling onto the ground like shattered glass and then mm -hmm. like electrifying that and turning it into like I 
don't know how to describe the beauty that is Flash's yep. name. All right, so moving on. Uh, this one will be. This one's interesting, uh, just given the circumstances of what of which the movie was created, because they're using old footage and then some new yes. stuff. So editing and effects. Mine's a four out of five. Mine is also <laughs> a four out of five. Okay, uh, I can kick off, and, and uh, I don't even see. It feels weird because. At times, I feel like I'm being generous, and I'm also giving too much credit with this because I would I would agree. I think I'm being overly generous because it's what I wanted to see. Yeah, but it's like you can tell that this movie was using old footage, and it was like using some new stuff because he obviously is only going to have a limited budget for what new shoots he can make with yeah. it. And the CGI at times is absolutely questionable, um, specifically with some of the cyborg scenes with his backstory. Well, there's also a couple scenes like it's Cyborg's face or Wonder Woman's face, like superimposed on. Yeah, exactly. Like, so there's a couple moments. I don't really have much to say about it. I think it is for what it is. Again, using old footage and some new stuff thrown in there, and this was during COVID too. So yeah. like they were doing a lot of this from home. For what it is, I'm I'm probably being very generous. It's a four out of five. I think it looks beautiful. The color scheme um that they changed from the old one that you mean ugly, the black and white color screen yeah the black and white from the ugly disgusting like tangerine orange red that the we got. orange sky i don't want to talk the, about it i'm getting angry universe. anyway i think i'll just keep it four out of five i'm probably being a little too generous because there are questionable cgi moments but i think overall for what it was it really looks beautiful the editing I, is really well done i don't think you're being too generous i i probably think it's accurate because <clears throat> It's not a five out of five. It's not a perfect yeah. CGI. It's over reliant on CGI as Zack Snyder tends to be. Oh yeah. So absolutely. you can deduct for that. Yeah. But it looks better than anything another certain studio has released since their starting uh, to see a trend with Tim here. <laughs> since their big end game. Movie. And even the end, like the editing and the color scheme is just off putting to say the least. Yeah. So like the uh, special effects in this movie they're not groundbreaking yeah. they work in where they're at they do the job there's a couple of rough shots but i'd say it's overall four out of five yep. the really the flashes slow motion scenes and i know zach gets some flack for it. i'm not talking about slow motion in general i'm talking just, about the flashes his yeah. speed force scenes i think are pretty like that is hard to execute on screen and they did a nice job with I was that. Gonna, I was going to bring that up, too, because upon rewatching, it bugged me more this time than it has in the past. Because I can absolutely understand the complaints of, like, who runs like that? But also I'm thinking of, like, do I want him to run like he does in the CW? Like, just frantic, like, arm movements and it's, like, super stiff. It's like, I'll enjoy the happy medium of what I got. Um, until we see something. Well, his different. arm movements have nothing to do with the CGI. Yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. Moving on to script, I believe. What you got? I actually, in hindsight, I might change this a little bit, but I gave it a five out of five, mainly for the attention to detail that this movie has. Oh, totally. Not just for the story within itself, but the story going back to Batman vs Superman. Yeah, the story just all the connections. Picks up. Anyone out there who says that Zack Snyder did not have a vision, Zack Snyder had the vision. WB just didn't like his vision, but they didn't have a plan either. Right, they and had no plan. He so did. If you watch these three movies, there are connections. Like I'm not saying it's perfect; it's not perfect. But to argue the fact that he did not connect these movies seamlessly, you literally could watch these movies as one giant movie, and it flows, flows like one beautifully. movie yeah anyway continue sorry no and that's <laughs> no you're correct and that's why i have to give it a five out of five there are the humor in this movie especially we heard way better balance we heard from press over and over that Zack snyder's movies were soulless and unfunny oh my and gosh. blah 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 i'm sick of hearing and that. i hate that because you're comparing the boy scout of superman to the grim dark batman who aren't funny. Yeah. These like, movies weren't supposed to be That's not supposed funny. to be funny. And yet unlike, it still has some funny moments. Unlike Guardians of the Galaxy, where we throw every single character some humor. Guardians um, of the Galaxy was the downfall of Marvel. The first one was amazing. The second one was... I like the second one, actually. What? Um, anyway, keep going. Anyways, <laughs> but then the second movie, the script actually puts humor in appropriate scenes yes. with the appropriate characters. The humor 
is fits balanced. the personality. Exactly. It and fits. yeah, it mostly comes from the Flash because the Flash has traditionally been the humorous character. Yeah, the wisecracking character. His also his interactions with the Aquaman scenes are quite funny. His interactions with Wonder Woman, like when he's do you think she's in a younger woman? And then Cyborg's like, she's 5,000 years old. Everybody's exactly. younger. Like, it's funny. And it, it, it works. It fits his character. And the fact that the other characters react how they would still react as personalities to his, like, jokes. Like, I, I always think about the scene at the end where he's talking, they're talking about their plan. And they're like, and Barry, and Barry say your plan one more time. He's like, uh, with the power of love. And then Cyborg's like, Barry. It's like that fits perfectly yes. with their characters. And then he goes into like what his actual plan is. Like it feels well placed and it doesn't compromise like Marvel does with their jokes. Yeah. Not the, to draw all the like, comparisons to Marvel. My biggest my biggest issue with a lot of the recent Marvel films have been like Guardians of the Galaxy was super successful, but now every movie has to be hilarious. Right. And that's not true. Yeah. So exactly. and not everybody needs to have a joke. Yep. But outside of that, like I think the script really does a great job of balancing those moments, right. balancing those interactions. <clears throat> there are some cheesy lines, but again, we're watching a comic book movie. Yeah, you have to you, you know? have to give some breathing room there. So mine was a four out of five, and kind of like you said, I feel like four out of five is more comfortable where I would sit with that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not gonna beat the dead horse. You kind of nailed everything that I was talking about. Um, I will point out the one uh, the one flaw of this movie that I just it's the one script part. That's, that was weird. The one part of the script that was that I keep coming back to of like that was weird still is how Darkseid just somehow forgets that Earth had the anti uh, the anti life equation because it makes it pretty clear that he knew it was there if I'm not mistaken and somehow he forgets it and Steppenwolf like finds it apparently like I still think that is the biggest flaw of this movie that that part there just. So that's really... a, that is an interesting point, but I have always taken it as that Darkseid was conquering so many worlds right. at that time. It, and that's why I kind of lean into is like, well, maybe he's just kind of, maybe this is just support for him and he's yeah. not like actually keeping track and like and they just don't have it. They refer to it as the primitive planet, which means that like the technology was way behind what Darkseid was after. Probably, yeah. And so he probably didn't know yeah. that that was its name. I just or... want to point it out because it, I, it, that, everyone that is talks a good point. about that part, yeah. and it's been brought up before. So, But outside of that, like you said, every the script for everyone... Is that going to suck the enjoyment out of the movie? No. No. Not even close. Only if you're a terrible person. So outside of that, the script is pretty well done. There's some cheesy lines in there. I get kind of tired of Wonder Woman's lines a little bit, uh, but... It's I not... love Wonder Woman. <sighs> My gosh, shut up. But yeah, I think the script, four out of five, it fits very well with the movie. So the acting is where I actually docked it half a point. Okay. What'd and give it? I give it a four and a half. I give it a four. four I, out I five. give it a four and a half because I think we have our best on screen Superman of all time. Amen to that, brother. I, I truly <laughs> do. I think we have our. It's going to be hard to follow up Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman's shoes. I I think oh, though, let's talk about Ben Affleck, baby. I was getting Batfleck. there. And I know Ooh. many people dislike Batfleck because they dislike the movies. I'll but you take here. him take him out of the movies. If we're gonna just ignore <clears> the <throat> script, he is the best on screen Batman we have had ever. Preach it, brother. Right. <laughs> so not only from the fabric costume that is far more comic book accurate. Oh, it's beautiful. And beautiful. It's so good to look okay. at. He is physically imposing. Yep, exactly. But also agile. The scene in Batman vs. Superman oh, where he uses those gadgets at the end of that. Of all time. Best Batman, Batman. fight scene ever. Um, but also just like the dark and brooding. But he is the balance of Bruce Wayne and Batman better than anybody has ever been. Yeah. Christian Bale for the story. Let's give credit to the story and like he was put into also yes. and the script he was given. Christian like, Bale was a great Bruce Wayne. He was the perfect Bruce Wayne, I would argue. He for, was again, but you got to contrast the stories. They're two very different Bruce Waynes at the yes. same time. So they both did an amazing job. His Batman did leave a little something to be desired. He was. I almost refer to it. He was like the James Bond version of Batman. Yeah, that's fair. It was very gadgety, very high tech, very. Yeah. 
this the, is the fight scenes kind of lack a little bit too. Yeah, the fight scenes are rough. Yeah. Um, the climax of the Dark Knight is still a sore spot with me, even though the rest of that movie is it's way really better than I think yes. people give it credit for. Um, but anyway, acting. The acting <laughs> is honestly Ben Affleck is Batman seals the deal for this movie for me. Yep. Because Batman is always the like understated leader. Clark knows he's not quite the strategist of Batman. Yeah. And none of the uh, others would be there without him. And this movie and Ben Affleck really lay into that. Like he is not the powerhouse. He is the brains behind it. And there's just a subtle performance from Ben that like, He's doing this on faith. He talks about that like for the first yeah. time in his this life. Is, this is this the the conclusion to his character arc of him redeeming himself as Batman. Yes, in which ben, has been the point from the beginning of Batman versus Superman. Yep. Ben does an incredible job. I yep. <clears throat> I would he redeemed himself from Daredevil, which is what everybody was worried Please about. Please don't bring that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I completely agree with you. I'm gonna just rapid fire this one. Ready? Okay. Batfleck. Absolutely amazing. I have nothing really more to add of what you said. I agree. Henry Cavill, Superman, perfect Superman. I don't care what anyone Some says. Some of the side characters are why I deducted. Oh, no, that's point. totally fine. Yeah. Yep. Wonder Woman, I'm actually different here. I think she absolutely looks and feels the Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot leaves a lot to be desired in the acting department, but, oh, whatever. <laughs> no, I, I totally, I'm totally with you there. Um, she looks and feels it. I just could really use better acting. As long as the script supports her, I think she's fine. Ray Fisher as Cyborg is pretty awesome. I love his character in this movie. He really and, does dark and brooding. Yeah, almost better than Batman. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a little bit more of the edgy teenager, which makes sense in this context of his of the movie. I think he does a phenomenal job with it, and he really nails like the emotional tension that he struggles with in this movie. Flash, as much as I don't care for Ezra Miller as a human being. Uh, he does a phenomenal job as a Flash. He brings that character to life, and it's my favorite version of the Flash, personally. Um, I know a lot of people love the CW Flash. I do love Grant Gustin. Yeah, I, I know. He's pretty great. His, the writing for that show is all over the place, but Grant is pretty fantastic. You know what? Bring Grant into the next DC movie. That's what everybody That's said. So anyway, main characters, all great. Side characters you are a little more forgettable. Although I would love to see more J.K. Simmons as yes, Gordon. J.K. Simmons as Gordon yes. is a true like highlight of this movie. He's yeah. fantastic. So anyway, that wraps up the acting section. Direction. Ooh. This is the biggest contention for this film. What'd you give it? Pause for effect. I give it a five. I give it a four. So the biggest contention for this film is not between us. The biggest contention for this film is with the rest of the world. Yes. Um, and the four hour runtime. I <laughs> truly think that this comes down to if you like this movie is if you like Zack Snyder style or not. Yeah. That that's what it up. is. Which that's always been the case with Zack Snyder. And I am from the breed that like I was in high school when 300 hit theaters classic and 300 like blew up the high school everybody was talking about 300 we loved it and zach really hasn't changed his formula much it's pretty much been the same and i have to give zach credit for sticking to what zach does like zach is an artist he has a vision and he follows through yeah you don't have to like that vision right and that's totally fine and to go off your point there and Again, like I know, I know there's there's stuff we talk about on here that with this movie specifically that you know it's like frustrating, but what I see more than ever are more people hating on this movie talking than people who love this movie talking. I've seen way more people talk about hating this movie than I've seen people talking about love, but I think it goes and most ag- of it goes to back to Zach. Yeah, it it just I just I don't understand the hate for this man. I get not liking his movies, but. He uses too much slow mo. Yeah, I get it. His that movies is movies are dark. Yes, it's so it's, depressing until you like, look past the fact they're that they're too serious. Oh, it's just it gets it gets kind of old after a while because it's just the same repeated criticisms yes, of him. All but then the you time. look at Man of Steel. And it's like, oh, it's too dark and depressing. It's like, yeah, but Superman comes out at the end of the day, still the Boy Scout who chooses to do the right thing in a world that treats him like crap, and that's a continued story in Batman versus Superman, even into Justice League. It's like, so hopeful. It's so hopeful. How do you miss that? Just because the colors are a little darker than Marvel. Yes. And that is like 
honestly, there are other superhero movies out in the world right now that you could just swap the names of the directors and the movie would not change. Yeah. That How about we talk about the Batman? Like, you're telling me that that's not darker than Zack Snyder's and people think it's the greatest Batman movie right. ever made. People think it's the greatest ever made. baloney. But <laughs> it is just as dark as anything Zack Snyder did. It's darker, I, I, I have to fault Zack on storytelling. He struggles oh, yeah. sometimes totally. with his storytelling. Absolutely. But I gave this movie a 5 out of 5 because, quite frankly, this movie is stunning in many, many moments. More than... Uh, more than a lot of the other superhero movies I've seen. Yeah. So I actually watched it recently and there's the justice is gray version. And if you want to see movie as an art, watch this movie as justice is gray because it is beautiful. It shows why his movies are dark because the lighting is something that he uses to convey his story. Absolutely. It's bright when it needs to be. It's dark when it needs to be. Yeah, it's a little heavy on the dark, but that's his style. That's his signature. And if you like that, that's his fingerprint. An even better move in a better better movie with that style of gray and black in Logan. Because that was also Logan is also great. Perfect for in black and white. Black and white. Anyway, like can- those are two movies that I'm like watching these in black and white shows the artistry in what the director was trying to yes. achieve. Like it is, it is, it is a it is a beautiful to look at movie from the moments when Superman puts his suit back on. Stunning imagery. Every shot, like you say, could be the part of a comic book. Yes. Like, every shot feels like you're literally watching a comic book live. You pause it at any moment and it looks like a staged photograph. Like yes. it's, there's so much thought behind it that, like, yeah, I understand the complaint about too much slow motion. Oh, no. It's and a do fair I get criticism. it? It's a, a fair lot criticism. In this one. <laughs> there's a lot. However, I don't agree with the complaint of slow motion when you're talking about a Speed Force character. Okay, that's different, though. So that is different, but that is part of of it. it. Like, there are scenes, like, with a gun shell, like, slow-mo pops out. Like, that's not necessary. I agree with you on that. Especially the opening scene with Wonder Woman and the guys, just every single shot he takes and reloading is all... It's like, okay, this is... uh, this is yeah, it drags on. Zach likes his slow mo. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm whatever. It, that's his thing, and I you don't have to it, like it. But he at least he does. Like he sticks to his guns. He he's does consistent. He's, he's been doing that for almost twenty yeah. years. You know now. what you're getting into. You know what you're getting into. So why get into it yeah. and then rake him over the coals for it? Yeah. So mine was four out of five. You hit everything basically. Uh, I'll still point back to it's a four hour movie that does not feel like four hours. The direction is very concise. It's very straightforward. Um. I have really no complaints about how he went about the direction of this movie. I think the story just doesn't have a lot of misbeats. It, it, again, it does not feel like a four-hour movie when you sit down and watch the whole thing if you watch it all the way through. Um, and, I mean, that's a lot I can say compared to other movies where, like, even at two hours, it's like, man, this movie is just dragging out. Yes. This movie does not drag at all any point after maybe after re, maybe coming back and rewatching it the first half if you're scrolling to instagram during this movie you're gonna think it's dragging yeah but again like rewatching it the first half might drag a little bit because you know the characters already but again i i don't i don't i love s- the characters so i don't mind spending that time with yeah them. exactly so four out of five next yep. on the list is i believe we're at it factor now it factor so i'll start mine was a four out of five okay we're gonna say something yeah, I don't know how that's a 4 out of 5. Uh, oh, okay. This is clearly a 5 out of 5 because as far as I know, for the history of recorded time, it is the only movie that has been brought into existence by fandom okay, on social media. If you're taking that into context, then yes. It that is, be, that okay. is the it factor that's to fair. this movie. I was simply just... I mean... Okay, fair. I'll give you that one. You can take <laughs> like, that one. To me, that is... like There is no other movie that has had this kind of hype and press and nothing about this movie was traditionally brought about. Yeah, I like, completely agree that's, with that. That's where this gets five out of five for me because even if you hated everything about this movie, the it factor of what this movie is and what it represents is totally unique. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I gave it four out of five. Um, I wasn't really con- considering that part of it. So I, I mean, I think you could absolutely argue five out of five for that. Uh, I was more just judging it for the movie that it was and that 
I mean, if you I, take in consideration when it would have been released, I mean, Infinity War hasn't come out yet. I think Civil War might be the movie, the mo- one of the more recent movies. I mean, you can check. Uh, are we talking initial release? Like, or if Justice League was to have released originally where Whedon's was released, if it was this I movie. I believe it came out in 2017. I'm pretty sure it was before Infinity War even happened. Oh, yes. And so, again, for our epic, seeing the Justice League on screen, and like you were saying, just how this movie came about. There's a lot that this movie just stands out to other movies. I'm not saying it's going to be one of the greats of all time or anything like that, but you cannot... I feel like you can't really... This came out... I don't know if you can talk about movie history without bringing up like this era of movies where... So the theatrical of this came out same year as Logan, same year as Ragnarok, same year yeah. as Guardians Volume 2. Yeah, it was like early on. Like He did a lot of stuff in this movie that hadn't really that really wasn't treaded on yet like no the whole ending with the flash and them losing that's that's another i'll i'll get to that I'll yeah get to we'll, that. Get, we'll get to we'll, that. because we're yeah well I'm, so uh, so anyway, we talked about five enjoyment yeah let's go to enjoyment and get our final score yep. here what was your enjoyment my enjoyment was 10 out of 10 mine was actually surprisingly 9 out of 10 okay. um because again like I, I yeah again the kind of drug a little bit at times but i still really like this is my sixth time maybe watching this movie and i still really enjoyed myself bringing my score to a total of 41 out of 50 i gave it a 48 out of 50 which is totally understandable almost as close to perfect as you can get i think (laughs) the only movie i've scored higher than that is psycho but i've scored many at 48 yes you have um talking you just mentioned um what scene were you talking about uh the so the entire ending where they lose and that's it losing yes the losing was a big part to me because on a rewatch as i was putting together that like they made it clear throughout this movie that every single character was vital to success yes no one was left out of this movie as a main character because until all of them are together they lose they lose they lose they lose yes and then when every one of them is together they still Lose. Even with the strongest man in the universe, whom the mother box has never woke for, who comes back in glorious fashion. Oh, wait, just take a moment. Ready? And wait. Not impressed. Oh, oh so good. Baby. So good. Okay. Oh, so good. But they're losing. And this is like, I could almost wrap up the entire crux of why this movie is so significant in this scene is that it starts with Cyborg and Aquaman one on, well, one on two with Steppenwolf and they're just ready to go. They don't know where anyone else is at. They're ready to take on this guy who previously kicked their butts. Yep, exactly. They're not flinching. They're like, hey, Remember me? Let's go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Wonder Woman drops in. Okay? And Steppenwolf immediately antagonizes her mm-hmm. and goes, A, calls to her significance and why she's different than the other Amazons. Exactly. But second, just pisses her off. Oh, Because yeah. she drops in and he goes, where were you when I murdered your sisters? Mm-hmm. You could have saved them. All of this accompanied by a phenomenal score by John yes. Excel. Oh, is it da 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 da? Oh like, my gosh, oh, it's so pretty. But that that like that gives me chills. The dread of... that you feel from that score, along with him just beating the crap out of your heroes, and just it's like you're so they're, close. They're putting up a good fight. Oh, they they're are. doing it. And they're, they're putting up a so good close. fight. But even then, it's just like oh, they're still gonna lose. Yep. And, and meanwhile, the Batman and the Flash are off working to set up. The Flash has to reach a speed so he can charge right. to hit the mother boxes at the right time so that they can separate them and prevent Darkseid from coming. Right. And then, so, that's, but when, then that's when Superman comes in. Steppenwolf like, was beating again, the crap out of them. Junkie They're XL defeated. Coming in with the Superman anthem and it's just like glorious. And it's so awesome. But here's keep, the thing. Yep. Keep going. Here's the thing. The Flash gets hurt. And they lose. And like the music just cuts out. And it's like you just feel the life leaving your body. I'm sorry that we're rant- we're talking about this. But I, I feel like. No, but this, this moment to me encapsulates why this movie stands different 
from every from every other and superhero why it's so movie. epic yes yeah this so the only this, one that can even be compared to infinity war which again the ending is the same way it is just a shock yes that you're left in so and the the ultimate thing here is like the flash gets hurt and he was their key in that moment to succeeding and so they hit and cyborg goes it's too late yeah and then you hear the violins coming in <clears throat> with the horns and then boom. the world is literally exploding and in slow what? motion Zack Snyder fashion. And then guess what happens? The again, flawlessly executed. It goes silence, and then a wow, and it's just, oh my gosh, we're gonna man, people are gonna hate us for but, this. So then this is the moment when like Flash is hurt. It shows us he has accelerated healing abilities. He enters the Speed Force, and he literally runs back in time as the world is exploding around him the first time we've ever seen no something what oh no he, i'm talking about the he flash did run in back the, in time yeah, earlier in the movie but well, i guess yeah he technically but this is like the scale major, of which yes like, we've never seen he that. literally runs back in time and you watch superman's muscles like be put back on his body and his skin reform yeah. And it's disgusting, and it's it shows like <laughs> the incredibleness of this. And Flash is running back in time, and then he hits charge. And then when all of them are united in that moment, yeah, I, are they successful? It's just yeah, the execution of that entire section and ending. It just, it's worth watching the movie for. It's just worth getting to that point. And I, and like you said, I've it's hard to it's hard for you and me to not get to that part and just go. I want to go watch it again. I know. Like it's hard to not talk in detail. <laughs> I just I'm watched sure, it. I'm sure this is one of those moments where we ramble too much, but it's like that moment just solidified what felt like I just witnessed something incredible in superhero movies, at least. Yes. And not just superhero, but like culturally speaking, this movie was not supposed to happen. And the fact that we got to see it, and the way we like and came about seeing it is just the significance of the character arc that comes full circle in that when the flash is running back in time and he speaks yes. to his dad and he has a gut-wrenching line of like you told me to be somebody and i just want you to know i was one of them yep exactly like so it's incredible uh, anyway that that's over we should probably stop there <laughs> but then all that to say that i my final thoughts on this like oh, we've God, already yeah. kind of given the final thoughts <laughs> the but like the thing that is still staggering about this movie is that they lost in the end because speaking, cyborg yes. has that vision of re of reawakening superman and how that's yes. eventually going to lead to dark side's victory yep and that's where we end the movie like yep and before we close I just, just mm. before we close i do genuinely feel sad when i watch this movie because i just want to know how it ends I want to see the finale of this because I'm one of the fans who is these movies are definitely near and dear to my heart and it's just a shame knowing that more than likely we will not get to see the end nope. of this story. Especially with James Gunn now. And yeah, and I'm sad about it and I'm okay with it. I'm at peace with it. I, it I respect sucks. James, what he did with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker totally. were fantastic. But yeah, I mean that was... That's Justice League. I mean, I feel like we contained that. We way, probably way lost a whole lot of viewers and fans right there. I because I mean, this, eh, whatever. Hey, Snyderverse people, hit that follow button, hit that <laughs> like. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Just kidding, don't. Because okay. I can admit, I, I think the Snyder cut of Justice League is the Lord of the Rings of superheroes movies. I might have at one time said Endgame was. No. But uh. rewatching it is a snooze fest until the final act. Yeah. So. And then Infinity War is still fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, it's Infinity great. War is still yeah, up there. Totally. But, like, this is epic on another level. Yeah. So, I'm sure we talked everyone's ear off at this point going through that finale. And again, I still think we contained that pretty well for four hours of content um, into one hour. Reducing <laughs> down to one hour. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. I mean, yeah, it's great. I think for, if for this think, movie, not again, I think this movie could be a social setting. I think you could enjoy it alone. Again, I think you need to understand what you're getting into because it's Zack Snyder, because it's a superhero movie. You know the context behind it. We don't have to like warn you about anything. You know what you're getting into. As long as you know that, just understand that's what you're getting into. Yep. And you can probably watch this in almost any setting if you really wanted to. So our average official score that was released in uh 21 yeah we had we actually had five reviewers with us we scored a variety we had 48 
47, 38, 31, just not on board. And that's, that's why we're here. And then 44, which brought our total average viewing to 41.6, which leaves it in the amazing category. So yeah. that's why, why we're here. 31's pretty low compared to everyone yeah. else's. We that's, had a lot of scores send for that us, one. Send us your scores. Yeah. If you have, whether you've seen it in the past or you rewatched it recently, like just let us know what you thought about it. Um, maybe we'll read some of those comments. Uh, I, again, you know what you're getting into. We don't feel like there's a lot of warning to be put on this movie. You know what you're getting into with it. So I feel good about that. I feel, I feel, I'm, I, I know feel like I'm ready to go watch it again. <sighs> and here we go. Well, with all that being said, thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Average Paul Podcast. I almost said Paul Podcast. We'll see you again next time. And go to uh, Linktree. Uh, that's not Linktree goes in our bio, Bryce. Oh, well, I'm still uh, telling them where to go. Go to the Average Reviews look, on Instagram. Find yeah. us. Click our Linktree. That'll, click, that'll take you through to YouTube, Rumble, yeah. Spotify. Check the bios. You'll like and follow us there. The more you like, the more you subscribe, you leave us a five-star review. It makes it easier for others to find us because that's the biggest problem right now. We're at the bottom of the search and it's like a three-day search if you're just scrolling. So That's true. Also, send us movies you want us to watch and review. We'd love to do that and interact with you guys in the movies that you love and hate. I say that because... I want to get to a movie hate we watch. hate next. We'll get there. Trust me. We'll get there. Well, like, I want to get to one that's bad. Like, we need to do a bad movie. Let's, let's I got on, plenty of put, 80s movies let's that I'll bring us. put it on a schedule. Okay. We'll have to do, because we have, we have some movies lined up right now, but, I mean, come come the next, like, let's say five We're episodes. looking at March, so. Yeah, March should be fair. Okay. So, with all that said, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. It, and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya.